Happy Sabbath. Hello, friends. We are so glad to be here with you. And as always, we're so grateful that you give us a moment of your time on Sabbath morning to discuss the lesson and to learn about what it means to manage for the master. Today, we're talking about laying up treasures in heaven, what it means to invest in heaven rather than in earthly things. But before we begin, as always, we'd like to invite the Holy Spirit to be with us. Let's pray. Our good and gracious God, we want to thank you so much for the privilege of learning together, of studying together as we discuss, as we as we go through these passages and learn the insights and the wisdom that you've left there. We ask for your guidance, your spirit to pervade on our conversation is our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Today we have the privilege of having a new guest, a new host here today. I don't think Pastor Chris has been a part of our discussion before, but he does an incredible ministry to our youth. He's our youth pastor here at the Loma Linda University Church mm -hmm. and um, very clearly the strongest member of our team. <laughs> And that's Pastor Chris Stanley. Pastor Chris, thank you so much for joining us. It's 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 a pleasure. I'm, I'm excited. This will be fun. I like the scripture. I like studying things. And yeah, you, you can tell me more about my strength as well if you want. We can talk more about that as well. <laughs> you know, today, for the first time um, this week, I had the opportunity to use a rowing machine like you were recommending, and it was it was fun. It was fun. Rowing machines are beautiful <laughs> and also terrifying things. The yeah. amount of lactic acid you can produce in your body yes. in a short amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I started off strong, and, it, and I was like, oh, this isn't too bad. And then all of a sudden, everything started burning, and I had to slow down. <laughs> That's exactly how it works. You, you're like, you, you set yourself a pace, and you're like, yeah, yeah no, no, this is doable. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, systems start <laughs> shutting down. <laughs> yeah. Now, from your accent, you could probably tell that Pastor Chris is not native here to the United States, although he recently became a citizen oh. of the United States. So welcome. We're Thank so you. lucky to have you as a as a member of this wonderful country now. Mm. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thank you so much. No, you're, you're correct. Uh, my accent uh, is Australian, uh, born, grew up there. And uh, yeah, moved to the U.S. Uh, just for the opportunities here to work uh, about six years ago. And uh, worked at Redlands first for three years and now here for three years. I uh, love my job here. It's incredible to work with just such wonderful people in such a wonderful community. And uh, yeah, I work with the high school students. They're entertaining, they're creative, they're hilarious, but also incredibly wise and, mm -hmm. and actually developing real uh, spiritual lives of their own, which is really cool to see. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I get to do those things. And uh, yes, as, as as you said, just recently, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, became a U.S. citizen as well, wow. So, which is very exciting. So I am now, yes, officially a part of this country. And that's uh, a blessing. It's, it is, it's a unique experience to, uh, we're, we're going to do the segues later, but it's a unique experience to become a part of another country mm. and, and to, to find that as, as, as a new reality in which you live and move and your allegiances and yeah so i've still got dual citizenship but uh, like it's it is a unique experience that 
It changes how you think and your values and your approach to many things as you as you participate in two countries wholeheartedly. So, yeah. So has that given you some insights in being like a dual citizen of heaven as well? well I mean, that is that is the segue that kind of, you know, we open up with here yeah. in terms of, I mean, in the most practical example, um, I am investing very literally in this country now as well in the form mm, of taxation yes. <laughs> for the rest of my life. Um, not that I wasn't previously before yeah. as, as, a, as a resident here, but yeah. now for the rest of my life, even if I do move back to Australia, I will be reporting taxable income here or there. Oh, um, I didn't know I that am, was... I am I am investing in both countries for the rest of my life. Wow. <laughs> I am laying out treasure in both communities. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that that, it, that way before, but that's that's true. When we talk about laying up treasure in heaven, we are invested in things here on earth, right? Mm. We 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 do have to live and survive, and we we invest in even the governments here on earth. But we are also citizens of heaven, so we have that dual investment that's going mm. on. Wow, that's a that's a that's a fun illustration. That's <laughs> our first segue of the day. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Now you you pastored in in Australia too mm, before yes. you moved out here. Yeah. What where where have you served in in Australia? Oh, no, I had some wonderful uh, opportunities to serve in uh, essentially the Victorian Conference, and yeah. so many wonderful friends back there in Wonturna and Nana Wadding and Oasis and Greenvale and and what is now known as Casey. And so yeah, I had some beautiful opportunities to work with just just the Saints. Hello Saints back there in Australia. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I had uh, yeah real just at the beginning of my ministry, uh, wonderful opportunities, and yeah, I really enjoyed my time there as well. Wow, so, um, wow, yeah, we do have people joining us from all over the world. Maybe some mm. from Victoria Conference are, are are watching this as well. So that's great. Well, we are so glad that you're here, even mm. though I'm sure they miss you back in Australia. We're so grateful that you're here in the Southeastern mm. California Conference, and you're part of the Loma Linda University Church team. Thank you. No, I am too. I am too. As I said, it's just, yeah, it is. It's it is an incredible. Uh, it's a wonderful place to to work and to just uh, to serve the purposes of the gospel with 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 the church members and the community that we have here. Uh, yeah, I yeah. love it. Yeah, and I know the students appreciate you so much and love having you here. And um, I, you know, a few few weeks ago, I had the opportunity of sitting in on a little bit of your your mm. teaching, and I just. Just love how you how you make the biblical truth relevant to their lives. So thank you for the ministry you do. No pleasure. No yeah. pleasure. Yeah. Well, we're talking about laying up treasures in heaven, and the passage that really describes this clearly is comes from Matthew chapter six. That was the cornerstone passage for this lesson, this this week's lesson. So I thought we would start by reading it together. It's uh, Matthew chapter six, verses nineteen through 21. So let me read that. It says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So it talks about storing up in heaven and investing in heaven. So it got me thinking about investments a little mm. bit. You know, we we are urged to invest for our retirement, right? Invest. Mm -hmm. um, we've been learning that money, the use of money is for us to master money and for it to eventually work for us rather than we work for money, mm -hmm. right? So if that's true, uh, what are some things that you have invested in that you feel like have paid off? Um, and it could be investing money, it could be investing time, it could be investing effort. What are some things that you've invested in that have 
paid good dividends and you feel like, oh, that was a great investment? I mean, I mean, the first practical illustration, uh, I, I did make some investments in Australian real estate mm. and I got lucky. Yeah. I did. It wasn't any particular wisdom or particular, you know, insight to time the market. Yeah. Uh, but we did. Yeah, we... We made some investments and purchased and got a rental property and, and took equity out and that sort of stuff. And it, it was it was terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> we leveraged a huge amount of debt. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we got very close to, uh, yeah, I guess our bottom line. Yeah. Uh, but we were careful. Like it wasn't without thought. It was, yeah. it was, it was just terrifying to have that much debt and that much outlay and, it required a lot of sacrifice yeah. and a lot of very careful budgeting, yeah. um, but it, it it did pay off. It, it it was it was it was good. This isn't financial yeah. advice, but it, it yeah. worked. It it worked well for us. And uh, what yeah, what was initially terrifying and and you know concerning uh, the the sacrifice and the planning ahead and you know the acquiring of wisdom around me uh, from other people who knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. It, it it went well, yeah. And it was it was a relief when it went well, yeah. And yeah, we, we sold out of both the properties when we had to come over here, yeah. Uh, but the, the process of selling them and seeing uh, the sacrifice turn into mm. a, a reality, yeah, it was, it was a unique experience. Like yeah. the moment when like the sale is finished and the cash is put in your bank account, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're like, wow, yeah, it yeah. paid off, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It was because, you know, like you used to, you know, seeing this massive debt to service and, and running your bank account, you know, like pastoral wages are, uh, they're not extravagant. They're, they're enough, but they're yeah. not extravagant. And so, you yeah. know, living as a small family on it, you know, you used to, you know, budgeting every dollar and, you know, seeing very minimal balances in your account. And then, <laughs> and then when it all finally paid off and the houses were sold and there was just a chunk of cash in there. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was good. It was yeah. a nice experience. Um, yeah. 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 So um, that's one aspect. <laughs> yeah, that's so powerful. And the payoff, the way that you describe it, is just like almost this relief, like that this worked. Like well, yeah, there. that's it. That's it. Because yeah. you don't you don't fully expect it to work until it does. Mm. There, there's a lot of doubt. There's a lot of wondering if it was the right decision. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of sacrifice for something that you don't feel. You just feel the loss for a long yeah. time. You're just like managing a rental. You've got renting people in there and, you know, God bless them, but they weren't as careful as they should have been. Yes. And, you know, you, you know, there's a lot of work in it mm-hmm. and you just, you feel this outlay for a very long time. Yeah. You feel this just, you, you know, like I was driving around in a, in a 19, yeah, the car was older than I was, a 1984 rusty Toyota Land Cruiser. Yeah that would convert it to LPG gas to save money, you know, and I was doing all the mechanical work myself and trying to work on these houses myself, you know, trying to do everything yourself. And you just, you just feel a lot of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, you're shocked by how worth it it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We all took my family up and, you know, my mum and dad, we went out to dumplings and yeah. <laughs> we feasted. <laughs> like, it was actually, yeah, it was, it was very fun. <laughs> Yeah, so that word sacrifice you've repeated a few times. Like it takes some um, sacrificing in the present for the sake of the future in order to make something like that work. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah, and you don't, you don't. When you feel the future reality, like wow, that was worth it. Yeah, but before that, the feelings are they're, they're... just pain and loss mm. and 
<laughs> work and you're like I, I hope this works out <laughs> yeah and that's where the terror comes in a little mm. bit yeah because <laughs> it couldn't like yeah. it, it might not like you're like yeah. oh if this goes south there's yeah. a lot of consequence and i wonder if there's a little bit of that when we invest in heaven as well i mean mm. if you think about the stories that are that we cover in this lesson like abraham mm. right i wonder the the sacrifice and the terror that he felt when he went on this journey, right, where he leaves everything behind, and then and and then goes out to an unknown land where he doesn't know anybody. It's not mm. like he had family there or no. something like that. He's, I mean, you immigrated to the United States, but you mm. had some family mm. over here mm. in California when you came, and you knew kind of what to expect. Yeah, he goes sight unseen. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> it, especially in a time when uh, ethnic and national identities were so mm. important. I mean, to, to encroach upon somebody else's land, to, yeah. to expect the right to be there or to follow uh, God on such a unique mm. adventure, it's probably the wrong word for it, but to, to, to step out and to go into the unknown in such a way against so many standards and protocols, uh, yeah, a difficult thing to do. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. That... That family meant, I mean, family means a lot to us now, mm. especially after the pandemic and us not being able to see family sometimes. It means so much to us now, but family meant so much more back then because they were your safety net, mm. right? There was no other safety net besides no. your family. Like if you had a loss, if you if you had a really bad year and you went into financial, you know, um, financial difficulties, then your family were the ones that you had to trust to bail you out. Mm. And then for so for him to leave his family behind, mm. his safety net behind, mm. basically mm. his retirement like, account, his retirement literally. account. Literally, like when you yeah. get too old to work for yourself, yeah, you literally have to be close to your children and your cousins to look after you, yeah. in an agrarian society. Yeah, and could and you imagine? Like, I mean, if you know, all of us have, um, many of us have taken time to build that kind of safety net, financial safety net mm. for ourselves, but if we had to leave and go somewhere where that became worthless. Mm what would that mean for us, right? All of a sudden, all this time we had invested into the safety net and now it's gone. And so it was more than just moving to a new country for, mm. for Abraham. He was going to be a foreigner, mm. right? And there's a reason yeah. why why um, the prophets, they talk about, um, they urge um, for, for people to watch and care for the widows and the orphans and the foreigners mm. because they are the marginalized in society. You have no one who has your back if you're a foreigner. Mm. And that's what Abraham chose to become. Mm. Wow. Yeah. 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 Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when we talk about investing in heaven, there is then, then there is an element of terror and fear, perhaps, in that. That there is some um, concern that this is not going to work out. Mm. Right? I yes. Mean, yeah. 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 No, I mean, that's. That is the problem. We probably need to also define what we mean by investing in heaven, mm. you know, exactly what the kingdom of heaven means, you know, in the text and that sort of stuff. And you know, by default, you know, when we use that language, quite often people think, oh, we're just talking about giving to church, you know. Yeah. But I think I think when we talk about investing in the kingdom of heaven, I think it, it's application, whilst also here literally in the eyes of Christ means absolutely the eternal reality that we will mm. go to. Mm -hmm. I think also time and time again, you know, when, you know, Jesus spoke to his disciples and said, the kingdom of heaven is amongst you. You know, mm -hmm. they were expecting this kingdom of God to be the overthrow of the Roman authorities, but he kept mm -hmm. on saying the kingdom of heaven is these people around you. Mm -hmm. This is the kingdom of heaven. So there's this idea that being rich towards this kingdom of heaven means 
taking care of your fellow man and those around you, as well as preparing for this 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 eternal uh, perspective that we will all participate in. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there is there is so often the problem of making the required necessary sacrifices now for something so much greater that could be achieved, but only through sacrifice mm. and only through delayed gratification and planning ahead. Uh, sometimes the ways in which we can only achieve great things is through present sacrifice. Yeah. And so we, we, we see that coming up in this text, but yeah, the terror of making a sacrifice yeah. for a reward that is so far in the future. Mm-hmm. It's a very counterintuitive thing to do for humans. Yeah. That's a, that's a great, but I love that. There are some things that you, you said, there are some things that we can only do accomplish great things that we can only accomplish if we sacrifice in the present mm-hmm. that we have to face with that delayed gratification. And I think theoretically we know that, but that is so much harder in practice, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the story of Lot um, mm-hmm. kind of touches on that where Abram um, offers him um, the choice of where he wants to go and he chooses Sodom and Gomorrah, which, I mean, if you think about it, it it makes sense. Mm. The way that um, scripture talks about um, Sodom, you know, is well watered, like Mm. you were talking about an agrarian society. Uh, Water is so key. We had the privilege of going back to Israel recently Mm. and we know how dry it is over there. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense. I mean, that was like a logically... Um, investment-wise, sound choice to make. Yeah. And yet it turned out so bad for him. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's, it's a really good example. It's a really interesting example because you have this, as you've said precisely, you've, you've got this place which appears to be a center where you could create great economic wealth. Yeah. Like it should be a place where you can go and you've got the natural resources there to create a good life. Yeah. And yet the problem with Sodom and Gomorrah is that it was possessed by an internal moral corruption. Mm. You know, the, the comments from Ellen White on this uh, that are attending with Sabbath school lessons, you know, speaks of, you know, just, just I mean, as we all know, for many reasons, there was, you know, just a, a complete lack of personal morality uh, in Sodom and Gomorrah. And in the end, uh, that will destroy wealth. Mm. In the end, that will destroy your ability to... Uh, live a good life. Corruption, greed, selfishness, even in a well-resourced land, if it's attended with a lack of personal morality, that will destroy wealth and well-being in significant ways. And so Lot goes to a seemingly fertile place, but a corrupt, immoral place. Hmm. And that in the end is the destruction of of wealth, I think. Wow. Maybe. (laughs) So that, so, you know, you have already talked about Part of what it means to invest in heaven or to lay up treasures in heaven is is to invest in the people around us, right? The people mm. that God has put into our path. That's one way. But you're also now talking about not just investing in community, but also investing in character, like mm. like prioritizing yeah. character over wealth. Yeah. And it seems like in this choice, he, he was prioritizing wealth over character. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Because if... I mean, like we, we, you know, the U.S. is an incredible, you know, economic miracle in many ways. Yeah. But I just, I, I do, I do wonder, I do wonder about the incredible wealth and opportunities that this entire, you know, uh, country could experience. Mm. And I'm not saying people here don't, but if if we focused seriously on character, 
the wealth that could be created as a result of that, the opportunity, mm -hmm. the healing, the ability for people to live self-fulfilling lives where they pursue happiness and are well, you know, mm -hmm. like the things that could be truly created if we first invest in the kingdom of heaven by practicing and talking about and taking seriously the developments of moral character, mm. uh, I think that would be an incredibly creative force uh, economically for good. Yeah. As opposed to what we saw in the story of Lot, where the lack of moral character uh, takes a resources and squanders it and, and results in the overall destruction of people. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, no, that's powerful. I remember when I was young, I, I would listen to this radio station and there would always be these little segments called, um, I think it was a, just a random news radio station, mm -hmm. um, but there would be these segments called Character Counts, right? Mm -hmm. And just little little snippets of how character makes a difference, character counts. And, and it seems like what we're learning from the story of Lot is that, that who we are or who we're becoming is more important than what we're earning. Mm -hmm. Like that, that priority, and that's that's the fatal mistake that Lot made, mm -hmm. which is which is hard because mm -hmm. yeah. when you look at the passage, there's not there's no voice from heaven that says to Lot, "Don't go over there," mm -hmm. right? It's not like Lot is like looking around and God is putting this big giant arrow and saying, "Stay over here" instead of staying over there, right? Yep. There's nothing like that. And so, at, at face value, when you look at the choice he has to make, and if you just take that strictly as where is the better place for me to live? It, it does seem, okay, city surrounded by people. There's mm. there's that protection. There's well-watered mm. land. It's fertile land. It's opportunities for my family. It makes sense, mm. right? Mm. And yet, again, we said that the moral co corruption of that area seeped into not just him, not just around him, but also within his family. Mm. So much so that he couldn't get some of his family members to leave with him when it was mm. time to leave, mm. right? Mm. And I, I mean, as a father, I just can't imagine mm. the heartbreak th that he faced in making that choice. Like, I, I know I have to leave, and yet how can I leave my children behind mm. and the loss that he experienced oh. there? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, it's really heartbreaking. So do we face those kinds of choices today where it's not like a big red sign where God says, okay, don't do this, don't do this, but um, we should know based on like the situation that this choice will not be good for the character of our of myself, the character of my family. Like even though this choice may lead me to more wealth or more... Mm. Yeah. Do we face choices like that today? Uh, yes. I mean, like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely we do. We, I mean, like, I believe that when Jesus talks about the ways in which these principles of the kingdom of God simply work because they're based in reality, mm -hmm. I, I think absolutely there are, there are ways to make cash quickly. Huh. Uh, but if you do it without honesty or integrity, mm. if you do it in a way that compromises any aspect of your soul, uh, that cash will be ill-gotten, will probably be lost and will not be worth it. Yeah. Uh, in the end, you can't imagine quick wealth would be worth the sacrifice of relationships or your soul or your character. And if you build, if you build, if you, if you are blessed with the opportunities to build wealth and you do it according to the principles of character and according to the principles of the kingdom of heaven where you care for the people around you, 
I think that wealth can be an incredibly creative force that would be good. Mm. Um, but on the converse, yeah, it could be it could be it could be your own destruction, and that there's, there's enough tales out there <laughs> from yeah. people saying it wasn't worth it. Yeah. You know, we see we see tales regularly. We recently had you know the Sam Bankman Freed example where you know you have this 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 blossoming company, but you know it, it toppled quickly because yeah. it was. It was not sustainable. It was it was fast wealth built on corruption and lies. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's something that's really hard for us to accept because money does seem to be the key to so many things in this world, right? Mm. Access and and um, fun and mm. all of these mm. things, mm. and yet um, we've been reading as a staff uh, Dave Ramsey's book, mm-hmm. right? And I love how in his last chapter he he talks about how money just is a great revealer, right? It, mm. If if we are greedy before we had money, then we'll be even more greedy when we have money. Mm. If we are um, generous before we had money, then we'll be even more generous after we have. It is just a great revealer mm. of what our character is. It's not the healer of our character. It's a revealer of our character. And so I, I think, yep. yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Like money doesn't solve problems. It just exacerbates them actually. Mm. Um, and so... Um, it's it's important that we're dealing with those other things, even because money isn't bad. It isn't no. by itself. It's no. not a bad thing. The Bible never says wealth is a bad thing. No. There were many wealthy people throughout the, who followed God. Abraham mm. is is one of them, mm. right? He was mm. very wealthy, mm. well to do. It's well for him. <laughs> yeah. So money isn't a bad thing, but it is when we think, when we use money in ways that it was not intended, when we trust in money and depend on money for things that it's in ways that it was never intended, that's when it becomes mm. harmful to yeah, us. Absolutely. I mean, money is, in essence, it's a unit of power. Yeah. It is. It's a. It's a quantitized uh, uh, formulation of, of of power that we exchange between each other. Mm-hmm. You know, if if I give you, you know, ten dollars, I give you that in exchange for your labor, and we have this agreed upon value for it. But it, it, it essentially it, it, it creates. It creates power in society mm. and it creates power uh, in your life to be able to exchange it for goods or uh, holidays or educational opportunities or, or healthcare institutions. It's a unit of power. And so the real question is, is where are you going to use that and how are you going to use mm. that and how are you going to direct that power? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, absolutely. If, 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 yeah, if you have a lot of it, <laughs> um, it, 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 it won't necessarily solve the problems of your character. It will simply reveal what you'll do with much power. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I, I love that. I, not, I hadn't th- thought of money as power, but that really is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it forms, it's, it's a currency of power that we mm. exchange and allocate around society through various means. Yeah. And so, yeah. And as we've seen many times before, just because you give someone a bunch of power doesn't make them a really great leader, no. right? No. <laughs> In fact, according to the gospel, sometimes power is a dangerous thing. <laughs> yeah. Lots of money is a dangerous thing. <laughs> it's a dangerous thing for your soul. Yeah. Um, so true. Yeah. So then, then we have the story of Jacob where Jacob starts off this journey with actually making poor choices he doesn't invest in heaven Mm. he tries to invest in earthly goods right by stealing the birthright from his brother right which it goes right back to what you were saying when you make choices where you prioritize wealth over other things it can actually be very very damaging and very Mm. destructive and we see that it was so destructive to that family Mm. so much so that 
Jacob never got to see his mother before she died again. You know, she just, yeah, true. which is, which is heartbreaking if you think about it. And he was close to his mom. He was so close to his mom. And because of that choice that yeah. he and his mother made, they, they, they don't see each other again. He, she never gets to attend his wedding. Mm. She never gets to meet his children. Like mm. all of these things. I mean, the incredible loss and destruction. I can't even imagine what Isaac and uh, Rebecca's, um, mm. uh, relationship were like was like after yeah. this moment right like yeah <laughs> i mean just and, and then of course you know jacob is afraid that his his brother's going to kill him uh, rebecca's worried that that one of her, uh, her sons is going to kill another one of her sons i mean my kids have fought but i've never worried that, <laughs> that there was yeah. going to be murder committed here <sighs> and yet yeah i mean just the fallout is so destructive he makes that choice to prioritize wealth over um character or over yep. family over laying up treasures in heaven yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and again i mean it's these stories are in here because they're archetypal stories yeah. and we don't need to think far in human history for many examples <laughs> of times when similar things have happened i mean yeah. you look through <laughs> it's, it's, it's you look through the history of europe Every time, you know, a king passed away, the, the, the infighting, literal bloodshed from family group to family group as oh. they yeah, pursued inheritances. And, and, and yeah, it's anyway, there's, yeah, yeah, it's a true story. It's yeah. a very true story. And I think it's, it's always been true and always will be true yeah. of, of what can happen. Yeah. We don't even have to go to history. I mean, think of when a wealthy family member dies or if a mother they don't even have to be wealthy right, right. Yeah, yeah. and yet some of the most brutal fighting infighting happens with siblings after the parent dies mm. and then there's an argument about who gets what mm. right mm. which is such a sad thing if you think about it yeah and yet when if wealth if money has that much hold over us then mm. it's hard not to fight mm. right mm. because it becomes something that is so important and we we there is everything in this world is geared towards making us feel like money and stuff is so important. We mm. watch countless advertisements, whether it's on our devices or it's on on the road as we drive by or, yeah. or our friends talking about the latest thing or the latest gadget that they, they bought or the car that they drove. Whatever. Everywhere we look, it looks yeah. like this is the most important yeah. thing. Yeah. So how do we then... How do we then have this kind of mindset of saying that this is not the most important thing? How do yeah, we, yeah. because it, everything's trying to teach us that. Everything is teaching us to love money and depend on uh, on stuff. Yeah. So then how do, are there practices that we can engage in to help break the hold that wealth and money have over us yeah. so that we can prioritize laying up treasures in heaven? Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's an excellent question because... You know, we seek to live in an inverted kingdom. Mm -hmm. You know, Christ elsewhere says, seek ye the kingdom of heaven first, mm -hmm. and then all of these things will be added to you. Yeah. You know, this, this moral, ethical, spiritual component that we must seek first yeah. allows the creation of these other things. Yeah. And yet we live in this inverted kingdom where we, we, we seek these other things first. Yeah. We, we've, we hope that we can create a system so good that we ourselves don't have to be good in it. That's what we try to do. We, we, yeah. we try and create these economic systems wow. that are such good systems yeah. that we ourselves don't have to be 
good in them. Yeah. That we can, and then we, we, we as you said, we invert this. We, 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 we place all of our emphasis on the acquisition of, of all of these things, hoping that we can do them without the moral or the ethical or the spiritual character first. Mm. And yet Christ does call us to live in a completely different way. Wow. And I don't think Christ is wrong when he says that. And as I was saying earlier, if, if the things that destroy wealth, I mean, like, it's, it's impossible to invest, you know, in situations where there's vast corruption. Mm. You, you, you have no idea of the return. You have no idea if it will be stolen from you. Mm. You know, the thieves will steal it. You know, you don't know if it will be destroyed or lost. If, if we did properly pursue first the kingdom of heaven mm. and also the care for all of those around us who are part of the kingdom of heaven, yeah. um, all of these things truly would be able to be added to us. Yeah. It's really like when Jesus came, as much as he taught about money, he really he didn't set up a a Dow Jones. He didn't teach us about futures and stocks and trading and investment. Mm. He didn't he didn't outlay you know formulas for you know compounding interest. He yeah. he, he didn't do those things. He mm -hmm. said, "Listen, seek first the kingdom of heaven," because it's it's of necessity if we want to do great things if we want to create wealth that truly blesses and serves and cares for this entire world it's of necessity that first we do the spiritual and moral and ethical work mm. um, otherwise we'll keep building systems that fall over and collapse and crumble and do damage wow i think wow that's so powerful I mean, I, I want to touch on something that you said that's sort of a side yeah, yeah, sidetrack yeah, yeah, from what, yeah. we're, what we're talking about, but I think it really makes your point, which is that we seek to create systems that um, will do good for us so that we don't have to do good ourselves. Mm. It's like we don't, we know we don't trust ourselves, so we try to, I mean, that's the whole point of laws, right? Not that laws are bad, mm. but yeah. we have laws because we realize that we're not always going to keep laws, so we need something, a framework mm. in mm. place. We have welfare because we know that we as humans do not do a great job of caring for the needy and the poor and those mm. um, those who are, or, or who are facing challenges in their lives and so we create a system for that and i'm not making a political statement about whether those things are good or bad mm -hmm. but but we do try to create a society that will sort of do the things for us that we don't have the the willpower mm -hmm. the, the desire to do ourselves mm -hmm. and yet it seems like what you're saying is one way to break out of this mindset is to actually practice these things mm -hmm. is to practice um, laying up treasures in heaven, and by doing that, mm. then our mindset is shifted. Did I hear that correctly? Yeah, 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 uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, you, you didn't. You, you, you made my idea better by stating it that way. It's <laughs> a far better way of saying it. But yeah, that's. I mean, that's that. That is, in essence, the anti. Uh, you know, like the, the the cure to this, to this 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 obsession that can easily come. With, uh, the antidote is is to is to practice kingdom economics to yeah. practice uh laying up treasure in heaven yeah that 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 process of sacrifice and delayed gratification and for loving others as christ loved them through your economic participation in society uh that that will prevent us from yeah essentially building systems that fall over because of rust and thieves and decay and yeah that that, that generosity that necessity of 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 giving of placing mm -hmm. value according to a different system yeah yeah we'll be protective 
Yeah, mm. I love that. That will be protective. Because a lot of times when we think about giving, we think about giving because other people have needs and it's beneficial for them. Mm. But mm. the way that you're framing this is not only beneficial for others, it's also beneficial for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like part of the reason why God calls us to engage in giving is so that we are we loosen the hold that wealth and money and mm. power mm. have mm. over us by mm. giving away. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it will be good for us and very good for others as well. Yeah, you know, it, it, it yeah. It simply works. It's it's yeah, it's interesting. I was uh, I read just recently. I don't have the full details of the study, mm -hmm. uh, but it was it was just reported on Reddit. It's a great website uh, yeah. for hearing what the hive mind of humanity is thinking. <laughs> it's a fun place to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> but there was uh, it was just a study, and they were looking at uh, uh, intervention uh, when it came to feeding and uh, simply you know providing meals uh, for children. Uh, who were, you know, economically considered poor. And they were looking at, uh, one, a lack of intervention and then also uh, an intervention where necessarily, you know, necessary food and, you know, dietary components were given to these children and comparing them to those who, who didn't receive that. And what was really interesting is, is they actually, uh, it's very sad, they found out that in terms of a lifelong study that there were significant differences uh, between the children because these children who grew up in poverty without the adequate nutrition uh, lacked uh, significant, you know, nutritional pieces that resulted in in significant development delays yeah. um, throughout their entire life. And uh, they, they even measured cognitive performance and there was impaired cognitive performance wow. uh, because of a childhood of significant poverty. But wow. to the uh, other group where they simply said, listen, we're just going to feed you. You know, we're just going to give to you right now, and and feed you. Uh, they they alleviated the you know the circumstances, and so you you see you know Jesus saying, listen, just give, just give to the poor, just 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 live in this kingdom of heaven. Because if you don't, the consequences are going to be just long and eternal and awful. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, it's it's good for you. You you must do these things. Uh, but it's also good for others. And so, so often what we find in the scriptures is what is good for us is good for others and what is good for others is good for us as well. And yeah. so you do, you've got that balance where it's it's it's, ne it's necessary that you you share and you invest and you care um, for your own soul and then also for the well-being of others who have really dire, significant, immediate needs around you. Yeah. Just give, just give to the poor. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it, it reminds me of what um, our senior pastor, Randy, um, says about the poor. Um, he says he he talks about how every every generation looks back on the previous generation and sort of judges them for uh, some societal or um, or or cultural decision mm. that they made. Right. Mm. Um, we look back on previous generations and think, how could you possibly have thought slavery is okay? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Like slavery, yeah. so there's clear. no way. Like what, what made you well, think that one group of people obvious. was better than, yeah. Yeah, it seems obvious to us. And yeah. so we judge them. But he, he wonders, he says he wonders when if future generations will judge our generation because of how we treated the poor mm -hmm. and those in need. Mm -hmm. Like how could you allow when there's so much wealth, there is, there is so much economic wealth in this Absolutely. world. How could you allow people to go without food, mm -hmm. to live without shelter? Mm -hmm. How could you allow that that to to exist? Yeah. Um, I wonder, I wonder if yeah. if we will 
if future generations will look back at us and say, what did you do? What yeah. did you do to be a part of the solution yeah. rather than just accepting it as the reality of, of what we do and how we live? Mm. Yeah. But even if we make mm. bad decisions, what I love about the story of Jacob is that there is, there is redemption, mm. right? Mm. You know, he, yep. he goes through this journey and he is himself cheated, which is so, ironic. so ironic, right? <laughs> I love how scripture yeah. does that, yeah. right? He experiences the trickery that he tries to do on others, yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. So he, he goes and Laban and tricks he's so angry him at and, it. Yeah, he's so <laughs> angry. So it's unjust. Like, <laughs> Righteous indignation yeah, 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 yeah. does not realize the irony of yeah, the situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, he grows. It seems like he grows as a person. Um, maybe it's being married. Sometimes we men, we yeah, have to true. get married and have kids to grow up a little bit. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but there is this journey that he goes through and he grows up and then he comes home. Mm. And there is this amazing scene that the the um, passage talks about him, of him wrestling with God, mm. which, you know, I have so many questions about that. <laughs> like, mm. like, first of all, like, how could a man wrestle with God and, and draw to a stalemate? I mean, God must not even have been trying. <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm thinking. But, you know, th there's this scene of wrestling God. Yeah. What do you make of that, that scene? I, I'm, I'm entertained by his courage to fight against God. Yeah. Like, like, you know, your arms are too short to box against God. But he's like, I'm going to have a try. Like, I'm, I'm going to, yeah, I, I am. I like his, <laughs> I admire his, his fight in him. Yeah. Um. But it's ironic, the futility of it. Mm. I mean, like, like, and we, we will do that. We'll, we'll fight against things in completely futile causes. Yeah. And yeah, you, you, you find, you find that recognition necessary for the development of his story and his character. Yeah. The, the 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 human appreciation of of powerless powerlessness, and the necessity of of recognizing that the authority above us um, truly has authority, mm -hmm. and fight as we may. Yeah, uh, there is a greater reality that we live in. Yeah, and then the conclusion of that is there's this this you know this this ladder to heaven yeah. you know which is it's 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 symbolically illustrating that you know he's accepted this reality yeah. above him that he that he is now realizing that there is a truth to the creation and this construction of the universe mm -hmm. that if you just stop fighting against it you'll be better to go with it yeah and that's what i love about yeah i, I love how you said that he accepts the reality and that's the eye-opening experience he has at the beginning of this journey right mm. as he sees this ladder from heaven but he's accepted that reality as the reality rather than investing in earth. He's now sees this connection mm -hmm. with heaven, which is what I love about that story because yes, he has fight in it. Yes, he has, he's stubborn as before. And yet his stubbornness is now dependent on God because mm -hmm. he doesn't want to let go of God until God blesses him because he knows that's the only way out. He has all this wealth mm -hmm. that he's accumulating. Yeah. And he yeah. has finally realized yeah. that all the wealth in the world is not going to save him from his angry brother who wants yeah. to kill him. <laughs> right. yeah. He realizes yeah. that yeah. ultimately his safety, his security, his his ability to for happiness and for for um, for ultimately the salvation of his family is 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 God, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so he he is desperate. There's a desperation there of clinging to God, like mm -hmm. I won't let you go until mm -hmm. you bless me, mm -hmm. right? 
And so now he's clinging, at least he's clinging to the one. He's fighting, but he's still clinging to the one mm. who can ultimately give him these things rather than mm. clinging to wealth and, yeah. and other yeah. things. Yeah. 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 There's a better way to do it. Yeah. There's a, there's a way that is, yeah, it's, it's more profitable. It, it works better for all and it will result in peace and, yeah. Yeah. And he gives away a bunch of his stuff mm. to his brother, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. He's like, now he's letting go yeah. rather than <laughs> trying to hold on. Things improve immensely. Yeah. And, you know, his brother and he, he they never fully, I mean, I don't know how, how fully they reconciled because his brother says, oh, let me travel with you. And he's like, no, 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 no. you go ahead. We don't mm. want to slow you down. And he ends up going somewhere di different than his brother <laughs> goes, right? So you know that there's a lot of awkwardness yeah, still there. Still stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. But it's much better than it was before, yeah. right? Yeah. And he reconciles with his father, yeah. right? He never does see his mother again. Again, some yeah. of the, the, the fallout from our choices... We just kind of have to live with, but mm. there is still redemption available. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is why I love that story of Jacob. is It's heartbreaking, but it's also very human. Mm. And there is for us broken humans. There's redemption available for us. Mm. God. Yeah. And so for for those of us who those of you who are in these kinds of situations where. Uh, maybe you've made choices to prioritize, you know, where we've made choices mm. to prioritize wealth, and we've all done this at, at different yeah. times. Yeah. Uh, we've invested in earthly things rather than invested in heavenly things. Mm. Um, it does seem like there is redemption available for us if we ever turn that mm. dynamic around mm. and start investing in the heavenly instead of in the earthly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, that's the beautiful story that, that, you know, is 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 clearly shown through the life of Christ, is that you you can make early investments, you know, in in the wrong direction, in in things that will falter and fall. But there's always everything is forgivable, everything is is redeemable. There is grace that that permeates even the worst investment decisions. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So whether that investment is financial investment yeah. or it's relational, investment. yeah, 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 there is, there is, it's forgivable, it's yeah. fixable. Yeah. yeah, I think that's beautiful. Yeah, and then the last story, of course, is the one of of Moses, right? Mm. Where Moses he he chooses to leave all the things of of. He actually chooses to leave all the the tragedies of, I mean, all the wealth and power behind and invest in. But he goes about it kind of the wrong way initially, right? He goes about it by like murdering someone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a messed up dynamic, and yet yeah. there's also redemption available for him as well. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Again, uh, the, the the stories that we find throughout Scripture is is just this repeated truth that that things are fixable that that with the power of god uh, a different future can be created out of the present reality yeah so yeah oh, i love that i love that so I, I think that's a perfect way to end um chris would you pray for us as we, mm, as we wrap? yeah certainly uh dear heavenly father lord uh, thank you so much for the opportunity to just reflect on your scriptures and to, to talk with my friend joey here and thank you so much for everyone who else is involved in this conversation and uh, for those who will lead conversations of their own 
on this incredible text. Uh, Lord, we thank you so much for your grace, for your mercy, uh, for your kindness towards us. And Lord, please just continue to keep our minds and our hearts on uh, the internal reality before us. Lord, please help us to make the necessary sacrifices and commitments to, uh, yeah, just to live in ways that are rich towards heaven and rich towards your kingdom here on earth, Lord. Thank you so much for blessing us in all that we do. Uh, continue to guide us. Amen. So friends, remember, it's not bad to be rich, but where it's most important to be rich is rich towards heaven. So whatever your choices are, wherever situation you're, you are in, we invite you to turn your eyes towards heaven and invest, lay up your treasures there. That's our prayer for you. Have a wonderful, wonderful Sabbath. Thank you.